Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about the things in the past two days that's been going on in my life that have been pretty exciting and scary for me all at the same time. And I haven't really done a good thing. Um, I have not paid attention to one of my novels, and I did not make any kind of promotion for it whatsoever. Oh, sigh. I know. I feel bad about it. And so, now I just have to pray and continue to go about my day and know that tonight I also have another busy night. And it might not get happen. You know, it might not happen again. But you know what? It's okay. My steps have been done. And so, here's what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, on Sunday, um, after rounds and rounds of edits... I just felt the nudging in my spirit that said, a magical Christmas wedding is ready. You need to go ahead and release it um, and get it out there in the world. And I'm like, really? It was supposed to be November 5th. And it was like, now. And I was like, okay, now. Boop. And I hit submit. So, yesterday, I got to work super early. Like, I got to work 15 minutes before... Um, It was like so dark outside. There was hardly any teacher cars in the parking lot. I was like, Dag, what happened? How did I end up getting here this early? It was odd. So when I went in, the first thing I did was pull up to see if a magical Christmas wedding was live yet. Because I did have the e-proof sent to me and I had an opportunity to either approve it or say changes needed to be made. That's what Ingram Spark does after they go through their double checks or or however they do their process, whatever the process is, I love it. Then they send me an e-proof copy um, and then I have to make sure all my pages are in order and right. Um, And so that's what I do. I do that surface check on that e-proof and then after I go through those pages with um, tab, then I go ahead and, and approve it. And so there have been times before when that has happened to me that um within a couple of hours, it was up. So, before I went to bed, a magical Christmas wedding was still not live. So, yesterday, one of the first things I did, pulled it up, still was not live, and I was like, okay. So, that means that it's still in the process of being accepted. The block and everything was accepted, and now we just have to wait. So, I went about my day, and I had a lovely day yesterday. Did not, you know, think about it anymore. I didn't, you know, I didn't worry. I was like, okay, I'm not going to stress about it. It's going to be when it's going to be. I haven't done any promotion on it anyway. (laughs) It's not like I had flyers. It's not like I had my Canva images putting it up on Twitter or anything. There's like been nothing except just about me talking about me writing that for my mom. So... I go to lunch yesterday with my friend Pooja. Now, Pooja, I love her so much, and she came out. I have the blessed opportunity of knowing Pooja. Uh, She is a health coach, a nutritionist, a scientist, and my school is a medical magnet. And so, what better way than to let Pooja connect with people um, and share her passions for health and nutrition? And over 200 students yesterday were impacted by her roving lab. But that meant Pooja and I were on the go all day. We hit 5,000 steps on my watch um, way early. It was like 10.30 and my watch was going off. Um, so that's how much Pooja and I uh, were moving and shaking yesterday. 
So when I got to uh, Garner, I had a meeting. I, I had to rush from there. I had to go to another meeting. I didn't get out of there until 3.30. I didn't get home until late because traffic is absolutely ridiculous at that time of the day on that side of the world. Um, and so it was like almost 4.15, 4.30 when I got home. I was exhausted at that point. And I called my husband as soon as I got home because that's our daily routine. And I was like, you know, I feel bad. I'm like, I didn't do anything for this book. And I said, it is live now because I did have a window of about one minute. And in that one minute window, <laughs> I pulled up Amazon and there it was sitting. I pulled up Barnes and Noble and it was on sale for $10. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to share the Barnes and Noble tab because people can get my book for $10 instead of $13.99. I want everybody to get that discount, that sale, because I don't have control over that when it goes through Ingram Spark and them. Now, if you have Amazon only, you can control Amazon if you go through KDP. You can change your prices and go up and down and run all kinds of sales and promotions. But I depend upon the stores to do it. And so with my new release, Barnes & Noble always will slash prices. Last week, the Raptor Revolution went on sale for $10 on Amazon. And so that's a good thing to do to keep your eye on the merchandise, um, the store stock. Because if they go down in price, you can then promote it with friends and family. Well, I, you would have thought I would have remembered it, right? And you would have thought that yesterday I would have been so excited to share a magical Christmas wedding with the world. So after I got off the phone with my husband, I took a nap. Y'all, I, I was so exhausted. My husband went and got Chinese last night. Um, we, um, so we didn't have to cook. I was so tired. I was like, not only was I physically tired, I was just like, I just felt completely emotionally spent and Sam and I finished so we're homeschool after we eat and so Sam and I finished Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban now I do want to talk with Sam about that book you know how I love to do reviews we still haven't done the Raptor Revolution we need to um he said he was going to do one with me um and so we finished that book together um last not last night but the night before last and we started watching the movie so last night we were like okay what do we do now which book where are we going and so he promised me that he wanted to read lyric so i put i picked up lyric and he was like oh my gosh mama lyric is small he was like we will finish it in no time and i said in fact you're right i said i wrote a fantasy like this to hook readers in, reluctant readers in, that might love mythology, might give them a series that they can read, um, and look at the page count. So that's the first thing that Sam and I did. Um, we went and we looked at the page count. I told him that it takes three hours, about three hours and 30 minutes to read the book. He was like, we're gonna finish this by next week. And I'm like, yes, we should. Um, but Sam, has a tendency to get so excited. Now, y'all, he did not do this with J.K. Rowling's book. So, he did this with the Rapture Revolution. So, I thought it was just because it was about the animals. I think it's more about Mama. Because we first started and he rubbed my name across the cover. 
Then when I opened it up for page one, I said, look, sweetie, I was talking about the castle picture. And he was like, I see it, mama. I'm so proud you're my mama. Y'all, I wanted to break down and cry because I was already tired. I was already like emotionally at my limit. I was just exhausted. And then he said that, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm about to tip. I'm about to cry. And I'm like, I don't want to cry at the beginning of homeschool because Lord, I won't stop. And I'm like, okay, let's focus in. So I turn the page, and it says, you know, to Solomon and Samuel, my love's forever. And he rubs his name, and he goes, that's my name. And I'm like, Lord, help me, Jesus. Just Jesus, help me get through this through these few pages. And so we turn to the Bible verse, and he read the Bible verse out loud. And it's a verse from Isaiah that I love. And... As soon as he read it, he was like, that's why you put this Bible verse in there. Because you told me it was about mythological creatures and birds. And I'm like, yes, dear. So as soon as he started, it was, we would read a couple of sentences. And then he would say, okay, this is told from a girl's perspective. I'm like, yes, it's a girl's point of view. Are there going to be any guys in it? And I'm like, yes, you'll meet guys. So then he will keep reading. He'll say, okay, so... She has like this music going on in her head. I'm like, yes, Sam. And then he'll ask questions. I don't, I don't think I could want to go to a music school. Oh, have you heard this song? And so, y'all, I am not kidding. We get to the, <laughs> we get to this line where it says, I think this is just on page, between pages one and two. And there's this line and it will say, um, she doesn't understand, so Lyric doesn't understand how they don't glide step to the bus stop. And she said they can color their hair pink and use a can of hairspray all day. And um, he was like, Mama, there's a song, and it's got this lyric in it, and it says, um, Colored hair at the music school. That's all right by me. And I'm like, Okay, you got to send that to me. I really want you to send me that lyric, that song. He was like, It's a really cool song. And then he starts to pull his phone out. I'm like, Oh, I didn't mean right now, honey. Like, send it to me tonight or tomorrow, and, and I'll put it on the playlist. It was hilarious, y'all. It was like every two sentences. And I was like, okay, Sam. I had to stop him. And I was like, Sam, honey, after every couple of sentences, if we stop like this, one, your comprehension of the book, it's going to be a little, you know, off a little bit maybe. You'll forget because your mind or two will never get through the book and he laughed and he was like i know everything that's going on and he went back and he told me and i'm like okay so it's not messing up his comprehension at all you know how people like to me i was thinking okay he needs to, to just go with this fluency so that he can connect he knew everything that was going on he was making many connections he does not do this y'all when we read the other books when we, when we sit with homeschool y'all have been homeschooling this child since he was in um, third grade, okay? I've been homeschooling him for five years. You would think that I would know my child's reading patterns by now. <laughs> um, and just to think, and oh, and oh, the books that I started him with, the first book that I ever read with him um, was Pirates Past Noon. Um, he loves pirates. He loves that um, the golden age of piracy time period. He always has, but I started him with Pirates Past Noon because his first baby book was, was Pirates Don't Wear Diapers. And when I started him on that first book, all he would do was cry through that book. He would literally cry tears. And it wasn't from joy or being tired. It was because he was a non-reader. And if anybody knows Mary Pope Osborne's work, um, 
you would know that I would want to hug her fiercely for helping my child. Okay, I can't cry about that either. So anyway, um, so I've had that baby with me reading for a super very long time, okay? And I will tell you, he has never done this except with the rapture revolution. And I was telling my friend Ann about it. So now I know what it is. After we finished Rapture, we went into Harry Potter. So I got right back into reading again with him. We never stop. We stop. We read a book today. We start a new book tomorrow. And I'm just amazed at his enthusiasm over my books. And then he goes, when are you going to write the second one? Am I going to help you write the second one? Yes, dear. When are you going to start? And I'm like, 2020. Why next year, Mama? I, I think I know how we can start off the next book. And I'm like, Sam, we're 31 pages in the book. <laughs> we're just 31 pages in. And he was like, I know. However, I think I've got an idea. And then he goes, I don't know if I could write a book. And then I'm like, yes, you can, Sam. He's like, but I want to do post-apocalyptic. I said, write it, Sam. Yeah, but it would be so dark and nobody would have happy thoughts. I'm like, a character has to change, hon. You've got to have morals. You have to have lessons. You have to have character development. I know, Mama, but I think I wouldn't be able to do the character development part. And I'm like, well, see what can happen. So here I am again watching my child talk. He's, he's talking about his his book choices and what now he wants to go and write and could he y'all I'm telling you I, I love this I love my children beyond words and measure you just don't know the love that pours through me for my children but when I sit with my child and I'm reading my books it is a scary thing because he is so critical he is so critical about books and he's so vocal when they're my books so, so far, we got, I think it was 31 when we stopped, um, maybe 31, 34, we were about, um, well, I don't want to tell you what's happening, but I want you to read it. Um, so, we were, we were getting close um, to a change, a change moment, and we're in like page 31, and, and I'm like, okay, I think he's going to like this. And when we closed it up, he looked at me and he was like, well, can we just not do math today? And I'm like, no, baby, we've got to do math. And he was like, I know, but I just want, can we go to the next part? And I'm like, okay, that's what he says when we're reading Harry Potter. That's what he says when we're reading books that he really loves. Um, especially like when we were getting down to the end of the wire and we only had one more chapter left, the owl note of Harry Potter, the Prisoner of Azkaban. He did not want to do any other subjects. He was like, can we finish it, please? Can we finish it? Can we finish it? I can see the end. He was looking at the pages. He counted them. You know, we got 10 more, Mama. We got 10 more pages. I'm like, oh my gosh, my little child, that is math. Um, and so I can understand that's that excitement of wanting to see what happens next. That's what happens to me when I'm reading. And I don't want to put a book down. So I've hooked Sam with Lyric. And at first I was a little worried because... It's from, you know, the girl's perspective. And I said, well, if you just hold tight, you are going to meet a cast of characters that will be, you know, males and females. And it's good for you to read from a girl's perspective. You don't always have to pick up a book um, and like it if it's just from a guy. I said, so this is going to be a good lesson for you because you love fantasy. You just finished Percy Jackson. And then he told me all about his friend, um, 
reading the Apollo series. And he was like, he's reading those on his own. And I'm like, well, you should pick it up. I said, because you love Percy Jackson. You should pick it up. You love the author's style. And I said, you can read with your friend. He was like, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> I like to read with you. So, Sam, so you guys would think that I am crafting in my home readers. Now, my, my children read the news every day. Because, like, right in the middle of math, he gets a notification. Um, and he's like, Mama, I want to share with you this article that just popped up. And so, I have found that that's what my children navigate to. They would navigate towards nonfiction. Um, and then he's showing me the images of children in a prison. And I'm like, baby, please. And he's like, let me read it really fast. And he was like, this is so sad. And I'm like, baby, it's breaking my heart. I'm like, let's pray. And I'm like, you know, if I could adopt them all, I would. And But we don't, I mean, my kids are already sharing bedrooms. And we, um, we already have, you know, so much. And I'm like, but I wish, you know, I wish. And, I, it just breaks my heart, and I see, you know, and then he was like, Mama, look at all over the world. And, and so we stop math a minute to pause and pray, and he gets these alerts on his phone, and so he is reading. I, I don't want people to think that, okay, my children are just a test reading. However, handing them a novel is not necessarily the thing that they're going to, you know, navigate towards, um, but they read articles all the time. As soon as I got in the car yesterday from Garner, instead of making you guys a podcast, I'm calling my child. And the next thing I know, my child is talking about um, the supercomputer and the new quantum scientific discovery of quantum physics. And he's he's reading it to me, and I feel like I'm listening to some Greek, y'all. <laughs> and he's telling me about, they've been waiting to do this for a long time, and... and I'm like, okay, and I'm, and I'm trying my best in heavy, heavy traffic to really listen to my child reading me about quantum computing. And, you know, I'm engaging with him and, and asking him questions the best that I can. And so, yes, my children are reading. And that's when I realized that what we need to do as authors is we need to do a nonfiction companion pack. If we're writing for middle grades and YA, we need to do a companion pack to go along with our work. And what I mean by that is that if we did a teacher's guide, we should be looking for articles that we can reference to, that we can link to, that could take students into a further investigation or research, but we can link articles. We can link current articles, and then you say, well, in five years, those articles aren't really going to be current anymore. And I agree with you. Uh, so, when you make your hyperlinks, if you make your hyperlinks, you can put down the year that you make your teacher's guide, and then you can always do an updated list. But good articles cannot, like, be, if, if it's about music and the arts, um, and being a multi-instrumentalist and what other kind of autobiographies maybe are out there or quick biography shots of musical geniuses. So I've thought about this. And so here's what, and I thought about it while I was sitting in the middle of math last night. And so I'm going to challenge you guys that while you are, um, if you get some free time on your hands, haha. 
while you have these in-between times, what can you do to help build up the support around your work? And that is a new suggestion for me. So I'm gonna talk more about that. Um, and I'm gonna use the um, Boosting Achievement book as an example, because I think that that example now is gonna be my model, it's gonna be my template for how I'm gonna talk to you guys about setting up nonfiction work. So I'm gonna make a book that is very similar to the Boosting Achievement book. I'm gonna make that and I'm gonna make it into a PDF version so everything is, can be clicked. And then I'm going to post it on my website for free. And I'm not gonna sell it. I tried to, to put up my teacher's guide on Amazon because someone like messaged me and was like, you need to do that. Well, I'm not charging 99 cent for it. Um, that was what I had to do. I had to do a 99 cent. I'm like, no, um, I just, I don't feel right charging someone for that teacher's guide. I want to provide those teacher resources for free. And if that means I have to put um, like a sign on my table because I get excited, you know, don't forget to go to my website to get the te free teacher resources and put a link, hyperlink. I need to do that stuff anyway um, because it's in the book. In the book, I say I have a free teacher resource guide. I wrote that in the book in the back. Um, I don't know if kids are going to be reading that. Um, if parents are reading it, I'm sure they will. If parents are doing read-alongs like I hope they do with their kids, I hope they use the Rapture Revolution as a book that they read with their child. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm really thinking of changing lyric up a little bit with the way I did the teacher resource guide. And I think it's because that Boosting Achievement book that I got this week has opened up my eyes to a really cool layout. So I'm gonna share that with you guys um, in the next episode. Um, I'm gonna have the Boosted Achievement book in front of me though, so I can have some great talking points for you. I kinda know exactly what I wanna do in my head, but just in case I forget something, <laughs> I wanna have the book in front of me while I'm talking you through it. So, um, so stay tuned for that because that can help us when we are providing free resources. Or if you're interested in creating a nonfiction book that's very interactive, um, listen to this one. When I do my writer's quick, res um, writer's quick response, oh my gosh, I'm telling you a strategy that I'm doing today in my class. When, um, let me back it up. When I do my nonfiction work from now on out, from here on out, Steve Martin's book is going to be my number one inspiration because that was the first book that I read for the year of 2020. Um, it had a huge impact on me. I love Steve Martin. He's on my bucket list to meet. Um, if you know Steve Martin, please tell him um, how much joy he has brought into my life uh, with his comedy since I was a little girl. Um, and so, Steve Martin gets props for my first inspiration of how I'm going to forever do my books. The second influence is going to be the way that the format of this Boosting Achievement book looks. I'm going to um, take this academic level type book and, you know, look at the style of that and say, okay, I really love how this works. So, so that is something that I want you to consider too, is listening to that one. Because even if we do little short 
teacher guides for our books, we can still make them better, make them interactive. I'm probably going to go in and fix the Rapture Revolution after I fix Lyric. I do have a skeleton of the Rapture right now. But after looking at this, I'm like, okay, this can even be better. I had a teacher to review the Rapture Revolution, and she loved it. She was like, oh my gosh, if I showed this to my kids in class, if just showing them the images, I'm like, well, that's what hooked Sam was the night that I was putting it together, and Sam got to see the raccoons. And he was like, Mama, what is this book again? And I'm like, yep, son. It was funny. The other day, as much as I involved my children, Sam said he did not know that I had a magical Christmas wedding out. I'm like, what, Sam? Come on. I've told you I wrote a book for Boo Ma, and I call it Hallmarky around my house. I'm like, um, oh my gosh, that dude is not even riding on the roads, y'all. People, I'm telling you. Oh, breathe. Um, he says somehow he missed that memo that I was writing a magical Christmas wedding. And so when I took my walk with my son on Monday, we always do exercise each week together. And I'm like, son, did you know? He's like, yes, I knew. He was like, yeah, mama, you've talked about it. I'm like, okay, I, I thought that I had told you guys about it. And I'm like, but I'm done, I'm finished. It went off into the world. And then we start talking about something else because that's what we do. <laughs> but we were talking about football because um, my son loves sports. So, so I'm all into talking with my children about things that interest them. And so if it's not UFC, it's uh, NFL, uh, which is fun by me. We only have them once in life, a little at this time. And um, I love to engage in conversation with them while they're little. And yes, I know my son is about to turn 17, but he's going to be my little forever. So um, I just want to encourage you guys to always be open to new ideas, always be open to new models of how books are laid out so that way we can apply some of those certain techniques. I know that with my books, I love how I've added the images to my books, just like the little um, scrolly images. I love all of that work. If you want to see a beautiful model for that, I'm reading Where the Mountain Meets the Moon by Grace Lynn. I'm gonna meet her tonight. So I wanted to read her book. I'm on page like 180. There's like 260. I'm almost finished. Guys, like I am really trying to keep up with everything. And so I knew that I was meeting Grace Lynn. She's a Newberry Award honor. She's a Newberry Honor Award winner. She has that silver stamp on the front of her book. She's a New York Times bestseller. And so I knew I was gonna get to meet her today. So I really wanted to finish her book up. But I had to read Louisiana's Way Home. Like, I had to. You guys do not understand that when Louisiana Elefante was my favorite character um, in Ramey Nightingale, I could not say, Louisiana, I'm going to put you on the back burner for now. I'm going to have to read Where the Mountain Meets the Moon. No, I couldn't. I was like, Mountain Meets the Moon, you got to wait. I've got to read Louisiana. And so here I am prioritizing and yeah, I have all the all my lifetime to read Louisiana's Way Home. And that just lets you know the compelling text that that was. <laughs> that had me pulled in having to see her story. And so I'm like, okay, I want to read you, Beverly. But I've got to finish this because I'm meeting Grace Lynn. So I've got to do this. And I cannot wait until tomorrow. Because guess what I'm starting 
as soon as I finish Where the Mountain Meets the Moon. And I'm going to try to finish it before I go to sleep tonight. Like, I'll, it's not going to take me long. I'm going to tell you why. But I'm going to, um, I read really fast anyway. Um, but I, what I have noticed in these children literature books is that the publishers are making huge print for these books. And so I look at like how many pages they are and how thick the book is, how thick the book feels in my hand. The pages are extremely thick with the mountain, where the mountain meets the moon because they have colored photos in them. They have a different paper for this book. It is not standard paper. Um, Ramey Nightingale is of standard paper, but when I got to Louisiana's Way Home, her font was so big. Guys, I wish I could know, I knew a font um, I'm going to have my friend do it because it, for some reason it will not work on my phone, but it works on hers, which is odd, but it's true. Um, so my friend has this um, font finder. That's what it is. It's a font finder. And she has it on her phone because she makes a lot of images and graphics and posters. And so she goes anywhere and she likes the way a font looks. She holds it up to the movie poster. It gives her the font name. And then she goes online and she finds if the font is free use, um, if it's free for commercial use, or if it's free just for personal use. And she finds those fonts and she stores the fonts on her computer if she's able to use those with credit. Or without credit whatever so I got that really cool uh, contraption app that she's got and it wouldn't work for me I even had to call her down one day I was like okay tell me what this font is and I'm like okay thank you and then I go about my way so I kind of gave up on it but I should probably just download it again now that I got the updates maybe I can uh, maybe I got my updates on my phone maybe it'll work but I would love to know the size of this mess because I'm telling you, it's huge. Louisiana's Way Home was the biggest font of a book I have ever seen. And I'm like, okay, the thing is, is I've got an Amazon word counter. I don't know if you guys have that app on your uh, computer. I have it installed. It is a free extension on Chrome. And when you pull up Amazon books... It shows you everything about it. How, I mean, you can see the stuff anyway, but it just puts it on the top of the screen, and it's great for research. You don't have to scroll all the way down, and it's this really cool box, and it'll show word count, though. It'll show word count. It'll show reviews. It'll show how long that it's been up, how long has it been published. Um, you know, it gives all of that kind of stuff. So I'm definitely going to look at Louisiana's Way Home and see because that book is an extension of a font. And that's the same way with the, where the mountain meets the moon. The font is huge, but the pages are beautiful. And they have colored pages, gold and purple for the purple. Gold is like for the dropped caps. Um, they have beautiful little images in there. They have full colored page photos of Japanese or um, Asian art. Um, it's just amazing. Um, love it so much. Love the format of the book. Um, it's just one story after another story as the characters progress. So if you like legends, if you like the whole um, cultural folk tales, if you love things like that, um, like how things came to be, um, you would really love this book um, because it's broken up. I can understand why a child would like it just because it varies in its story. Um, and it has different storytellers um, telling their story within it. So, um, 
So it is an interesting book. That's what I want to give it for, for right now. I've not finished yet, but it is interesting the way that it is structured. Um, I have never read a book quite like it. This is my first ever out of all the years of reading that I can say that I have read a book with this style. I do like the style. It's worth you guys getting just so you can see what I'm talking about with the style. Um, and then you can possibly look at, you know, if, if that's something you want to do in your own books in the world in the future. Um, that could work for any book. Um, so I just wanted to, you know how I am. I use things as models. I'm not just reading to read because I'm meeting Grace Lynn tonight. It is a number one bestseller right now in Asian literature. Um, it's been on number one for quite a while. This book is old. There are multiple books uh, that she's written afterward, but I chose this one because this was the first one in the series, and this one is highly acclaimed, and it's the honor, the Newberry honor, and uh, so if I get her book, if I get her to sign my book, um, this is the one that, you know, that I want her to sign. I'm interested to go to my event tonight. I'm definitely going to be taking notes. I'm going to share all of those notes with you guys tomorrow on the podcast, so don't miss it. Because I'm telling you, you won't believe the wealth of knowledge you can walk away from just going and attending author events. I have made multiple podcasts about this. Um, if you go back and, and scroll between, I don't even know, Anne always can tell me. I don't know how Anne knows how many episodes I have, and I don't know how many episodes I have. But um, I probably have 300 and some episodes since last year. So if you want to go the tea with Lester... Um, Luminic, um, if you go to that one, I went to a tea. Uh, they had tea and dessert. Um, they had like a coffee tea. It was so nice, y'all. Um, I went to this very personal author event. It was it was just beautiful. It was just so inspiring. Um, I walked away there, just changed. And I'm telling you, that's the power of going to these events. So I want to encourage you to go back and listen to my review of some of these events because it's from the author eye. And it's things that we can pick up on and we can get better when we do our events. So now that I've actually started my tour, after each event that I go to, I'm on here talking to you guys about it. So hopefully, maybe you hear a tip or two or you say, gosh, Jennifer should have done that better. Um, and then I've got my next ones. I don't have anything scheduled for November yet. I'm really kind of sad about that. I've dropped the ball for the month of November. I did not get into a festival. I applied for two. I did the Y'all Festival in South Carolina. I've not heard back. I went to the second round in that one for applications, and they didn't respond back. So I'm assuming I didn't get chosen. Um, I will follow up with them just to make sure because they said that my application was went to the next round for the committee. Um, I did not get uh, approved for the Holly, um, the Holly Springs one. Nancy Nagel did. She's going to be there. I saw her list last night. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, me and Pooja and Daniel, we tried for the Holly Springs Festival. Um, we're all Christian authors. We didn't get accepted. We were like, well, we, maybe we can try to find another place that we can go in November. Maybe God has a different place for us in November together. Maybe we can find a church. So we were going to make flyers up. That was my task was to make our flyer up. Um, Pooja has some connections. And so we'll, we're probably going to try that route. I just got to have time to do this. I've got to stop. Um so I can make this information 
And um, just looking at November, I have a week. I, I won a North Carolina Educator Award. I'm so super pumped about that. And I get a week of the honoring. Um, and it's about writing, too. I can't even tell you guys how excited I am about that. Um, I can't get Teacher of the Year because I'm a 50-50 employee. That means I'm 50% coach, 50% teacher, and you have to be 75% to be teacher of the year. It has always been my dream to be a teacher of the year. Um, I don't know why. I always always wanted that. Um, My dad used to say to me, you're going to be teacher of the year one day. And it's not because they get the front park, because actually at our school, the front park is terrible because you can't back up. (laughs) Um, It's not even about the front park. Um, It's like a validation, and teachers do not get validated like we should. That's why I try so much to validate my teachers um, and to praise my teachers. However, when I got that, I cried when I got that award because it's kind of like my teacher of the year, what I can get, and it's that recognition. Um, And so I'm really excited about it, and I I hope my parents are proud. I hope that they're looking down from heaven going, look at that teacher. She got an NC Educator Award, not just a county one. She got a North Carolina one. That counts. Um, They're counting it so I can... um, in November, I can cross that off of my bucket list because that's probably, unless the Lord puts me back full-time into the classroom. If he does, of course, you guys know I want to go special education. That's where my degrees are in. That's where my heart lives. Today is my favorite day of the week. It's Thursday because it's Best Buddies Book Club. If you want to know more about Best Buddies Book Club, you should listen to that podcast. And if you guys want to donate any books to the Best Buddies Book Club, just email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. If any of my author friends out there are listening and you write children's picture books, that's the kind of books that we're looking for. Um, If you would love to Skype in and meet the Best Buddies, um, just email me. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to one of my friends to see if she would Skype in um, and meet with us next week. I'm hoping she's going to say yes. So if she's listening to this podcast right now, know that the Lord has put that on my heart. Um, and that I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. I'm super early to work, but I still want to get in and, and get started on my day. I have to make a, fo- a flyer called Taco Tuesday, teacher and coach, without the food. But it's the wisdom. It's the food of knowledge. Um, and so i got to go in and do some work like that because I got a great idea yesterday from another coach in county. We did our county meeting. Um, so I want to go and make things for that. And um, I hope that you guys have a wonderful day and um, happy almost close to the end of the week. And stay tuned. I've got a lot of stuff coming. So favorite this podcast. Share this podcast out. We are 12,000 strong. Let us keep going. I am praying that by the end of the year, that 12,000 can turn to 20,000. And you know what? In the Lord's hands, this podcast can continue to grow. I've, my goal for this whole entire year was 10,000. I've passed that. Let's have a new goal. Let's have 20,000 by January 2020. Um, on New Year's Day, I made my goals for the year, and it was just to reach 10,000. Um, let's keep growing, guys. Let's keep growing our tribe. 
um, introduce other writers to the podcast because the more writers that we have, the more knowledge I get that I can share back with you guys. So I love you guys so much. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for cheering me on and and praying for me. And I'm going to continue to pray for you. All right, guys. Bye. Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.